0: Welcome to Podcasting Experiments from The Creative Studio. Most podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to try different things.
1: You do it like this, and then you break the
0: mold. Now, in this fifth season, we're going to be talking with people that are doing something unique with their podcast. Maybe it's their format, their philosophy, their niche, whatever it is. We're going to find out what makes them tick. We're going to see what works and what doesn't. We'll see what we can learn and then be able to apply to our own podcasts as well. You can visit our website at podcastingexperiments.com. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I hope that you had a great holiday season. This is coming back mid-January, and so... We took a hiatus uh, starting in December, and so definitely hope that you enjoyed your holiday, your time off, if you were able to take any, and hopefully your start to the new year is going great. And as we get started into 2018, we definitely want to try to see what we can be able to do to improve our podcasts, to be able to see what we can be able to work on to improve our consistency. I know that this podcast needs a little help with the consistency and hope to be able to bring that as we go forward, and then also uh, to be able to see what we can be able to do to do some experiments, as is the theme of this podcast, to be able to see what we can be able to experiment with to make improvements so that hopefully our podcast can get better and better each and every day. And so to help us be able to do that, today I have a conversation with Amanda, uh, Amanda Doughty and So I had this conversation with her a while back. Uh, So it's been a little bit um, dated, if you will. And so this was back in the fall when I talked to her, but it was a great conversation. And she has done some definitely some interesting things with her podcast. And so it was almost an accidental kind of start as she got into it. And so she'll share how she got into podcasting in the beginning. And so she does a lot of podcasting in the wild so to speak. And so she uh, is on location many times and she is um, also doing some interesting with her show notes. And so someone else does her show notes for her. And instead of just being a normal recap, she does something a little bit different with that. And so she explains also some of her goals for the show. And then some of the interesting ways that she engages with her audience right where they're at and be able to incorporate them into the show. And so I know you'll definitely be able to get a lot of things out of this conversation with Amanda. So why don't you just go ahead and just start, tell a little bit about how you got into podcasting.
1: Okay, my second year anniversary just came out. So two and a half, three years ago, I started looking at podcasting and I was actually really depressed and I was a teacher having a really, really long commute And my husband suggested, you know, why don't we listen to cereal? You listen to it on the way down to work and on the way back, and then we'll discuss it at night. And it'll give you something to do while you're on this long commute to this school that has a lot of issues. And, you know, it'll be a brighter spot in the day. So we did that. And as we were listening, he goes, you know, you could do this. And I'm like, do what? And he's like, you could make a podcast. This is something that you could do. And unfortunately for him, I was like, you're right. But I don't ever have to do anything. So I have to like full on just dive completely into the deep end. So one thing that I do is I actually teach myself how to do something before I show everybody that I'm working on it. So I taught myself how to podcast with a starter podcast called Dear Diary. And it was just me talking into a microphone, just learning the actual process of being able to edit and upload and the whole thing. My hope is that you can't actually find that online anymore. I'm hoping I completely (laughs) killed it off at this point. But that was never supposed to be a podcast that went anywhere. When I was first getting into it everybody said, no, your first podcast will die. Good you know, so. it's not going to be your long-term podcast. So I said, "Oh fine. I'm going to make one that I'm ready to kill off then.
0: Okay, so the first one you actually published it as a podcast. You didn't just record it, you actually published it.
1: I published it. I went all out. I had a website. I wanted to know how to do it. And I also knew that I really wanted to do one that I was passionate about, but I wanted it to be able to do something major. So I started with this one that it was only born to die. That was the whole reason for it to be out there. So I learned how to do it. And when I felt comfortable, then I started going out. And the thing that I'm most passionate about in life, which is going to sound weird right off the bat, is actually beer. Not just drinking it, but really learning about it. When my husband and I first started dating, we actually you know way back back in 2004 you know the way that we really bonded and got to know each other was learning about new things and learning new food techniques and how to brew beer and all about the beers that we were drinking and that's really where my love came for craft beer is you know it brought my husband and I together and when I first started great beer adventure back in what is it now 2015 It was just because I wanted to continue that adventure that he and I had started. He stays at home with the kids now, and I go out, I learn about beer, and I bring home beer to him. And then we can share in the stuff that I've learned together at home. So it gives us a way to really continue bonding and connecting. So that's how Great Beer Adventure got started.
0: So you're able to do this full time now, or you're still teaching, or what's going on with that part?
1: No, I was going to be a stay at home mom. And I'm actually a really bad at being a stay-at-home mom. So the podcast allows me to get out of the house. And I don't know if you can call it full-time. I do podcast and beer-related stuff full-time, but not necessarily just the podcast. So like right now, I do social media for a malt company and putting together this amazing event that's like a two-night sleepaway camp for beer geeks. I'm helping Jessica Kupferman with a program that she's doing as well. So it's all beer and podcasting related. And without my podcast, I wouldn't have been able to do any of those things. But I don't know that I can say that my podcast is my full-time job.
0: Okay. It's close enough, though. That's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have definitely have like made myself an, my own little like pretend job, and I love it.
0: <laughs> That's what entrepreneurship and podcasting is all about. Just kind of create something and make it stick for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And now you were talking about what like experiments you've been doing in your podcast, so it kind of just yes. sounds like I go out and I talk to people, but there are actually multiple things that I do differently now that I got out there and I tried it and I know how to podcast. Now I'm trying to find my own way in podcasting so first and foremost is I go where my people are. I do what I call podcasting in the wild, so I want people to be able to tell me their stories and really be able to share you know their passions about craft beer. And I have talked to everybody in the industry from the maltsters, the hop farmers, the brewers, the people that clean the tap lines, all of these people. And I want them to feel the most comfortable. So they will tell me like all their innermost fears and joys and passions. If I can make somebody cry, I'm excited. I like the emotion. So if I can find a place where they're most comfortable, that's where I want to be. So I've been in the middle of a hot field. I've been in a warehouse that is being turned into a malt house. I have been in multiple breweries and tap rooms and bars. And the only thing that really ever gets recorded, like not out in the wild is, you know, my little intros and outros. And occasionally We'll do a special episode, like the episode for our two-year anniversary, I actually talked with my editors. So we did that one via Skype because that's the easiest way for me to get together with somebody down in New Jersey. But other than that, they're all done face-to-face out where they like to be.
0: Okay. What kind of equipment do you use when you're out in the field recording?
1: I actually have two setups. So one, if we're going to be someplace where I can set up my equipment and we can sit and have a beer together that way... I have a Zoom H6 and I have either ATR 2100s or AT2005s, depending on which microphone bags I grab. And I'll just sit those up on top of, you know, a lot of places you barrels or like little round tabletops. So I'll just set that right up wherever we are and record it right into the, the Zoom and then I'll bring it back and put it onto my computer that way. When I go out to events, though, it's a little bit more difficult to actually be able to set something like that up. So I actually have a leather harness that I wear that has all kinds of clips on it. So I can put on my microphone and it actually into a Zoom H2N. And I can I think it's called pop boxing, the technical term. But I can go up to people and just ask them questions and get their little clips while they're actually at an event. And then, of course, because I'm a beer podcaster, I actually have a beer koozie on one side, and I have the recording stuff on the other side. You don't want to put the liquids next to the technologies.
0: Yeah, liquids and equipment don't usually go together very well.
1: No, but that's my life, right? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing right now. I've got all this technology and equipment and stuff, but there has to be beer there. It's a beer podcast, you know, first and foremost. We don't necessarily talk about, like, there's lots of beer shows out there that are, like, review shows and they just tell you the flavors that they're tasting in a beer and we don't actually do that. It's all about the stories behind the beer. And it's about the passion that people bring to this industry. And so that's really what I'm looking for. You know, you have to have the beer there. So it brings in that liquid element, but you also don't want it to be the primary focus. But that kind of the pop boxing actually brings me to another thing that's really unique about my show. It sounds like you kind of looked at it more in your season four when you're doing the narratives and such, but that's what we try to do. We have a little bit of a banter, but we also bring in some different segments and make it a little bit more of including all of these different voices that bring to get like that make up the beer industry and I'm also working on putting together some correspondence stuff so we can start bringing in breweries and stories from around the world
0: very cool, very cool now you mentioned a lot of things as far as like how the one one face-to-face, contact recording in the field, all that, the benefits it is to you. What kind of feedback have you gotten from your listeners on that type of thing?
1: Yeah, they say that it really feels like they're there with us. These microphones are really great because they pick up the voices first, but then they also pick up just a nice little ambiance sound. So it feels like you're at the event, or it feels like you're sitting at the bar, learning something new. And it really brings you like the listener into that situation. And they feel like they can really get to know somebody. And it also, like I said, people feel more comfortable. So I get past the regular PR jargon pretty quickly. And so you actually get to really know somebody and it feels genuine. It's been wonderful getting to know all these people. We have 103 episodes out. So bringing more and more voices. A lot of people that don't understand craft beer are like, okay, so you're just talking about beer, so you're just drinking. The Glenn, the geek from Horace Radio Network, he always comments that, you know, I drink so much on my show, which is not true. If he actually ever listened to my show, and this is how I can tell he doesn't listen to the show, <laughs> is because if you listen to the show, we have like one beer the entire show. <laughs> if that. so it's really more about the getting to know people and their stories and the passion and sometimes I have to throw people off guard I was at an event where I was doing the pop boxing and I was talking to brewers and I needed to get them quickly on my side I needed to get them to that emotional place as quickly as possible so I go up before I actually ask them their name you know you have a little tiny conversation about hey I'm a podcaster can I can I record this conversation? And then so the first question that I actually asked, though, was, could you tell me about your first pet as a child? <laughs> and like it threw him off the bat, like, what? what? And so then once from there, I could actually transition into like, do you have any brewery pets? And then I could get down to the stuff I really wanted to know without all of that extra PR stuff that they were, you know, have been told to say over and over again. Yeah, I like to make people emotional. It makes for a better show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you like to make people cry. So
1: I do, I do. If if I can make somebody cry, I've done my job for the day. Now, this is just something that's been developing. So my show notes, I've really done a bunch of different things with my show notes. I've done what you're supposed to do. I've done what I thought I wanted to do. And then I just threw all of that into a fan and let it come out the other side. And so what I actually do now, and it's amazing. It's actually my favorite part of my show are my show notes. And what happens is I give all of my raw audio to my editor and he goes through and instead of just recapping the show, he makes it more a story, a blog post that accompanies it. So it's his reaction. We did one about a brewery called Dead Lizard. And so like he has lizards outside of his house. So he went to try to go hunt one down and offer it a beer and take a picture of it. So we get to hear this whole story about how he tried to go lizard hunting and was unsuccessful. And it's just really great. Like it's really one of my favorite parts of my show now is going and reading those notes because there's such an interesting take on what I brought to the table, you know. So it's nice to see what somebody else is actually thinking about while they're listening to the show.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I took just a quick peek on your website. So the latest episode that I saw was your two-year anniversary episode. And so I got to see a little bit of that. You wrote a little something to start, and then he went in. Oh, that's uh, all
1: him. I didn't write any of that. That is all him.
0: Well, it sounded like the first part was in your voice, at least. It was a quick look.
1: (laughs) At this point in our relationship, it's kind of sometimes hard to tell. You know, he goes on in that post. It's the 103rd episode. anybody wants to kind of look at what they look like but you know he goes on he talks about how we communicate in all different manners now and he says that eventually we'll be able to actually send messages through the beers that we're drinking it'll be telepathic and all of this stuff and so (laughs) at this point we definitely have similar voices at times
0: okay yeah so definitely unique like you said usually the show notes that People do is either just like a bullet point list of what was in the episode or potentially if they put a little bit more effort, you get paragraphs and a little bit deeper information that way, and then you got the resources and things and I like the way that you described it, how you took what you thought you were supposed to do and what you thought you wanted and threw into the fan and I like that picture. it was very nice,
1: yeah, and that's the thing is like you learn so much as you do it more and more, people to talk about like how the sound of your podcast changes. So first, you know, when you're first starting out, you might have really awesome quality. You might not have really awesome sound quality, but normally you can tell a difference between from where you started to where you end sound quality wise. And then you also get, you know, where you start in your interviews or whatever you're doing. But for me, it's really been about the whole thing. It's just like the whole thing has been an experiment. I know that my main goal is that I want to do two things. One, I have this insatiable curiosity, and I want to know how everything works all the time. And being able to go with a microphone, somebody's willing to talk to me about water for an hour because I have a microphone with me, which is amazing. So that's one of my main goals. And then my other goal is really to like help people learn about all that goes into their craft beer and help new people Pine craft beer and learn to love it. And, you know, so often people still say like, Oh, no, I don't like beer. Well, no, you probably don't like, you know, Bud Light and all of those beers. But if you like coffee, or if you like wine, if you like, you know, different kinds of spirits, there are beers out there for you. And so trying to help people, you know, either learn more or just learn about it in the first place. That's a major goal of mine. And so it means that the podcast changes. However, it makes sense for that story to get told. We've thrown a lot of things at the fan and will continue to do so.
0: Well, excellent. Hey, I can't remember if you mentioned it already, but how far do you normally travel as you go to all the different breweries and places to get your interviews?
1: Well, that actually varies by quite a bit. So I had a two-step plan for my podcast. Step one was to take Maine by storm. So at this point, we have over 90 breweries here in the state. Not all of them have been on the show because literally some of them just opened up like last week. But I did that very much so. And then my second part of my plan is to take over the world. So it's a very in-depth plan, I know. So that means I have to start traveling outside of Maine to do that. So whenever I go to an event, so I went to MapCon, Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. It was down right outside of Philly. And so anytime I have to drive, I will stop at breweries and bring my microphone. So I hit up Massachusetts and Connecticut and New York and Pennsylvania on that trip. Did I get New Jersey? I think I got New Jersey. And then I've done day trips to New Hampshire in order to get a bunch of breweries. I have also went down to PodFest down in Orlando. So now I have Orlando breweries on my show. And like I said, we've also been bringing on correspondents. So anybody from around the world that has the ability to record a good piece of audio is more than welcome to go and talk to their local brewer. And I love having people go out and actually talk to people. You know, get out there, talk to your brewers, talk to the people in the tap rooms, get to know them. and that's how like i'm bringing on even more people
0: okay so you're utilizing some people basically kind of like as a co-host that they kind of interview for you and then submit that audio and then you play it
1: yeah it's not really a co-hosting but it's like a correspondent so as part of it i do have some co-hosts that i brought in on my second season my second season being episodes 101 on i thought you know after 100 episodes it was time to move on to a new season And yeah, literally, I just ask people to submit a seven to 10 minute piece. And they can talk all about their affiliation and where people can find them, but also find out stories about brewers and breweries all around the world. Anybody, anyone, I would love to get people from all over different countries and different parts of this country, going out and talking to their local brewers and sharing their audio with us.
0: Well, excellent. I definitely enjoyed this. This was very interesting, and so I don't know if I did like the podcasting sin or whatever, but I just kind of put a post out just kind say, "Hey, give me your recommendations and so and I so,
1: recommended so, myself yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, that's fine. that's fine. And so I had all these people respond, and I don't have time to kind of review over all the podcasts and so I didn't know maybe I'll get some other surprises too as I go along and I hope I do because. That's good. And so, yeah, I found out some really good things and a lot of interesting things that you're doing. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to mention?
1: I just think people should really find ways to engage with your audience. Where are your people like physically located? My people are physically located out in bars and breweries. So that's where I should be recording. My basement's great, but they're not going to come hang out in my basement most of the time. So try to think about how you can actually get out there and, you know, get out of your own comfort zone to bring extra stuff to your audience. I think that's fabulous.
0: Well, how can people get a hold of you if they have any additional questions or want to check out your podcast?
1: So you can find my podcast at greatbeeradventure.com where all podcasts are located as well. And beer people love hanging out on Instagram. So that's where I hang out. So you can find me over there at greatbeeradventure.
0: Well, thank you very much, Amanda. Definitely appreciate the time.
1: Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun talking.
0: No, I do hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Amanda. Hopefully there were some things you were able to take away and maybe you could be able to experiment a little bit with something that she mentioned. Maybe it's your show notes. Maybe it's where and how you do your podcasting, whatever it is. See if there's something you could try and see if that could be an improvement for your current podcast or maybe start a new one. Who knows? And so a lot of times as podcasters like to start multiple things. And so I'm actually planning on starting a new podcast. I'm in the process of getting things started. I got some basic artwork done. I'm getting some audio put together. And so it's going to be called Side Biz Start. And I'm going to be sharing my personal experience with starting a side business, as well as bringing on different resources and guests to be able to help other people that are starting a side business or trying to grow a side business and so if that is of interest to you definitely go check it out uh when it comes out I'll let you know uh I have a basic website started uh but nothing really much to be able to speak of and so it's still early stages and so but hopefully be able to get that going here in the next month or so and so again something I am experimenting with and so I like to test things out that way now With this particular episode, you can go to podcastingexperiments.com and that can take you to the website where you can be able to see the show notes for this particular episode. If you would like to be able to do that, get the links for Amanda's podcast and different things like that. If you have any questions for me, you'd like me to try to answer them on this podcast, or if you have suggestions for future guests, or maybe you would like to be a guest on this podcast, be able to share some of the things that you are doing with your podcast, I would really love it and appreciate that. You should be able to find some contact links on the website, again, podcastingexperiments.com. And I would love to be able to hear from you. If we're not already friends on Facebook, you can look me up on facebook as well um i'm on twitter and linkedin as well i'm not very uh faithful on twitter but i'm there and i'm going to be working on getting a little bit more into linkedin but linkedin facebook probably the best too if you want to connect to me on social media So we'll come back in the next episode with another interview with somebody doing some interesting things with his podcast as well, doing some narrative storytelling and things like that. So I definitely have an interest in that. And so definitely look forward to sharing that with you. So with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you and God bless. Podcasting Experiments is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC, at PodcastGuyMedia.com. Without any further ado. Nope, I take that back. There is further ado. Blah, blah, blah.